In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do I really need to convince you of the value of life in the womb? Dear Christians of St. Paul, does God need to convince you that life created in the womb is even able to leap for joy? No. No, I think that you love life. I think that, well, you love babies crawling around. And you even love your adult babies who now have babies of their own. You love your family. You even love your friends when they have babies. And you cling to them. You rejoice like Elizabeth. And like in the Song of Solomon, because you are Christ's bride. You rejoice in the words of Mary's Magnificat. Mary with the Lord in her womb. You love life. Let it be genuine then. And that is the focus of our message today. As St. Paul writes, let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. First, let love be genuine. Dear Christian, you have a Christian obligation given to you from Holy Scripture, and that is to let love be genuine. How? Just what it says. By abhorring what is evil and holding fast to what is good. Let love be genuine. Let love be authentic, even. Here's where we Christians often get it wrong, though. We don't get to decide the authenticity of Christian love. The authenticity, the genuineness of Christian love, is decided upon by the author. That's what makes it genuine. And today... Our author, God, says that genuine love is not only to hold fast to what is good, but to abhor what is evil. Well, holding fast to what is good, those are the things that make us smile, right? And it's much easier to do. You, Christian, you hold fast to Christ. You genuinely love God. You genuinely love your neighbor. And it is ever so wonderful to celebrate genuinely the love of the miracle of human life in the womb. When you think about it, it makes you want to hug your child. But abhorring that which is evil, that does not put a smile on our face. It is certainly much more difficult. Nevertheless, God says in Holy Scripture that it, it is a very important part of how you genuinely love God and love your neighbor. God abhors evil, and he calls upon us to do the same. The greatest part about it is that he gives us the words to do so. And in fact, uh, to not abhor 
that which God says is evil is to be a hypocrite. In fact, the word that describes love in our verse today, the word that is translated as genuine, is on hypocritos, not hypocritical. In other words, let your love be not hypocritical. Because to love as a because to love as a hypocrite is the opposite of loving genuinely. And genuine love, as our author, God the Holy Spirit tells you today, that genuine love includes abhorring evil. Abhor what is evil. This is to utterly detest that which God utterly detests. And as Paul describes, it's to not be slothful in doing so. Now, abhorring evil, it begins as a spiritual matter of your heart. It's something we all have felt before. We feel it. It's like when we, we can feel the horror of the taking of a human life in the womb. You can feel the horror deep in your heart. I mean, you've seen the pictures. Once is all it takes. Makes you sick to your stomach. It twists your gut in compassion. It breaks your heart. Your Christian heart naturally abhors evil. I don't need to convince you of that because you know what it's like to cling to good. You know the joys of a child. You already cling to what is good. But the problem presents itself when the horror of evil that we feel in our heart does it make it to our mouths? Or is our zeal slothful? Abhorring evil is one of the chief principles of love, and it's rare. We lose sight of it, whether it be hypocrisy or whether it be a false love. We either ignore the evil or we make light of it. Also that we may remain undisturbed by the evil deeds of our neighbors. It leaves us unwilling to speak the displeasure of God. We'd rather be indignant because it's just, well, it's easier to be lazy. We withdraw ourselves from the evils of society. We stay quiet. We'd rather not endanger ourselves. We abhor evil, but not with zeal. Because it's just not easy. And yet we are called to speak to God's word and its truth in evils and in good. This is the Bible's truth in law and gospel. I never said that abhorring evil is easy. I'm saying that abhorring evil, as told to us by the Bible, is not only the abhorrence of evil in your heart, but as Paul to the Romans requires, it's also an open manifestation of this abhorrence of evil in word and in deed. True love is not standing by a friend no matter what evils they do. True love does not stay quiet. 
True love speaks up. Genuine love holds each other accountable. The genuine love of another person sometimes includes a wagging finger. Like the killing of a child in the womb is a terrible sin. And, well, the greater the sin, the greater the consequence in this world. If you've ever heard the guilt of a mother, a mother-to-be who speaks her words, a mother who has made a bad decision about her child, listen to her as she speaks from a very heavy heart. The destruction of life in the womb is a great sin. No, no, all sins are not created equal. Although it's commonly said that, well, sin is sin, right? Be careful. That's the devil's trick. For the, the, the devil is the author of sins, and he invents them, great and small, knowing that the wage of every sin is death. Sin is sin. It's a phrase used often. Dear Christians, I would exhort you today to replace this phrase in your heart with this truth instead. Forgiveness is forgiveness. Thanks be to God in Jesus Christ that his forgiveness covers every single one of your sins. It can and it does sweep away every single sin. The forgiveness of sins that is manifested in the womb of Mary, in the flesh of a God child. That means only one consequence. For all who repent and believe in that very flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. Not only can a guilt-laden mother-to-be be forgiven of the sin, she can enjoy the healing comfort of God today. And that comfort has been won for you. The comfort is won in knowing Satan's actual consequence. When his head is stomped out by the foot of Christ, crucified on the cross. Jesus truly abhorred all the evils of Satan in one great sacrifice for you. Satan, well, he, he thinks he has us at times with this great manifestation of Many evil sins include the taking of life. But he is the one that is pinned down by our victorious Lord. Christ died and Christ rose so that many, many children and their mothers may forever live with God who created them all. Christ died and Christ rose so that many mothers who maybe even without their choice lost their children, so that they may be rejoined one day in a glorious family reunion. And that is why, dear Christian, that you love Jesus. You cling to what is good. Jesus loves you. There are simply no exceptions. Well, how do you even begin then to abhor evil? The key is to first to hold fast to what is good. You believe what is good. You know then what is good. 
and you rejoice in the goodness of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you act this out. You rejoice in the hope of a new mother. Christian mothers, you are patient in the tribulations of pregnancy. And all Christians rejoice because God, your Savior, has looked upon your humble estate and he's decided to lift you up, to comfort you, and to call you blessed. Because you too are a child and God, your Father, has done a great thing for you. And it's something so much greater and overflowing than all the great sins that surround us. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be born of the Virgin Mary, to suffer, to be crucified, and die, and to descend into hell to proclaim his victory over Satan. God is good. Christ crucified and risen is victorious. Hold fast to it, just as Christ holds fast to you. He clings to you and does not give up. Funny thing is, the word for holding fast in the Bible is glue. Well, when a new child is born in your family, are not your eyes lovingly glued upon them? Or when a mother sees her child off on their first day of school, are not her eyes glued upon her sweet child as they enter the school door? Or even when your child turns 30 or 40 years old, are not your eyes and your heart glued on them? Cling to what is good. Glue your eyes upon the cross. Hold fast with your heart and mind. Hold fast with your body and soul to Jesus Christ. And you shall enjoy the all-encompassing forgiveness won for you on the cross. Your future is secure and certain. But then the question remains, what do you do now? Evil comes in many forms at us. We heartily, as Christians, we abhor evil. You abhor evil that you see in your, your own communities, even in our own area. Evils abound in, in drug use. Evils abound in our, in our governments, even at our jobs. Evil sometimes even abounds into our church and family. Well, you who are called to cling to what is good and abhor that which is evil, you're exhorted by Paul to do so in word and deed. So I'd like to, you to understand it in this way. Now, you have, a, you have a calling in your life. Your first vocation, your first calling is, is that of a Christian. In your vocations, cling to what is good. Christ's word Christ's forgiveness, Christ's body, Christ's blood. But you do have other vocations. As a spouse, cling to your spouse. If you cling to your Christian spouse, you will naturally abhor what is evil. As a parent, cling to your children, and you will naturally abhor what is evil. 
But as a worker, as a citizen, it becomes increasingly difficult to abhor evil and cling to Christ. So, as Paul exhorts then to live it out in word and deed, when you see Christian hope in someone else, whether it be at home or at work or in public, or even when you see Christian hope in a place that you would not expect it, rejoice, cling to it. There are many who persecute us and our beliefs. The general public? Or what about your company who's about to put you through that mandatory training that doesn't look quite Christian? What about a, a school board when they say that they're better at educating your child? What about your local library when they put inappropriate books for your child to borrow? What about anyone who says that they should have a choice to take a life that was knitted in a womb? Again, cling to what you know is good. God is good. His Savior Jesus is good. His word is good. And you speak the truth in word and you live the truth indeed. As Paul says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. There is nothing bad about the truth. It's all good. You do not need to be creative and inventive with the words you say or the deeds you do. Overcome evil by speaking the truth of God and living a godly Christian life. And yes, sometimes someone will walk away from you. But also, yes, sometimes someone will experience a change of heart because the truth was spoken, because you merely repeated the word of God to them. For our words do not carry much power, but God's word does even for those who do not believe the Bible. So when the word of God comes out of your mouth, it shall not return to God empty, but it shall accomplish that which he purposes. And his word shall succeed in the thing for which he sends it. Lo and behold, God's word accomplishes genuine love. So let love be genuine just as genuine as God's love is for you. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.